Welcome to this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast, hosted by me, Christina Simmons, your guide during this audio online retreat that is focused upon helping you become the saint God created you to be. This retreat will consist of us reading the book, Love Like a Saint, by Elizabeth M. Kelly, and will include a brief reflection and daily resolution designed to help you incorporate what we read into your daily life. So accompany me now as we take our next step on our journey towards holiness. Welcome to day 11. You are not consuming yourself, but transforming yourself into a host on that altar. The shadow of the cross extends as far as your room, and you, Jesus and Mary, form one heart. This wise and beautiful counsel settled gently in her soul. In 1960, Benedetta made a new friend, Nicoletta. Some of those closest to Benedetta came to believe that Nicoletta was sent to serve as a spiritual mother. Their correspondence is a priceless testimony to Christian friendship. Benedetta wrote to Nicoletta, At the moment, I am going through a period of great aridity. I feel alone, tired, somewhat humiliated, and without much patience. The worst is, is that I am not at peace. Pray for me. Pray for me. Why is this happening to me? Why is God allowing this? Nicoletta answered Benedetta, Don't force yourself to feel what you believe or to understand why it is fair that you suffer so much. Don't panic if you seem to be rebelling. This is not important in God's eyes. He knows the truth. Before this vast mystery, he wants only our yes. It doesn't matter if we say it badly. In an incredibly telling reply, Benedetta said, Bless you for the joy you have obtained for me, a joy too great for me, so unworthy. I was flooded with joy, as though all the oceans were poured into a walnut shell. From that time on, Benedetta received suffering less as a burden to be heroically carried, and more as a mark of divine favor. Jesus called her to share his cross so that she might identify with him. She placed herself entirely in his hands and found her strength in the gospel, which she read every day in the letters of St. Paul and in the Psalms. In May 1962, Benedetta took the first of two trips to Lourdes in a train specially outfitted for the transport of the disabled. At the hospital in the bed next to hers was a 22-year-old woman, Maria, paralyzed much like Benedetta. Maria had come to Lourdes to ask the Immaculate Conception for a miracle. She prayed fervently, but nothing happened. The day they were, before they were to leave, the two young women found themselves side by side at the grotto. Maria was sobbing. Benedetta took her hand and pressed it to her own. She said, Maria, the Madonna is here looking at you. Speak to her. Speak to the Madonna. All of a sudden, Maria rose from her stretcher. She gingerly took a few steps, incredulous. And then, delirious with joy, she made her way through the wheelchairs, weeping with emotion and gratitude. Benedetta was, of course, happy for this miracle. But very humanly, she felt a pang of sadness that she wasn't healed. In that moment, she decided to abandon herself into the hands of Mary. One year later, Benedetta returned to Lourdes. This time, she would report a healing but it wasn't a physical one. She wrote of her second trip to Lourdes, quote, I am aware 
more than ever, of the richness of my condition, and I don't deserve anything but to continue in it. This has been the miracle of Lord's for me this year. End quote. We could say it was a miracle in perseverance, in continuing to give the deepest part of her heart. Not long after that, Benedetta had another operation, this time on the optic nerve. The operation left her completely blind, but she asked that no one tell the surgeon so as not to sadden him. She said, There is nothing to do but trust in God, with eyes closed, and I am in the process of living simplicity, that is, the stripping of the soul. How beautiful it is. One becomes so light and free. One of her biographers described Benedetta from that point on as, quote, an inaccessible castle with neither doors nor windows. The only means of communication that she possessed were her voice, though it was so weak that she could barely be heard, and her right hand, where her loved one signed the alphabet for the deaf. Her room was besieged by visitors who came to encourage her, but also to ask for her help. Benedetta had the gift of spreading joy around her, even with the serious limitations on her capacity to communicate. They'd come and go in groups of 10 and 15, said Maria Grazia, one of Benedetta's closest confidants. With her mother as interpreter, she was able to communicate with each one. It seemed as though she could read our innermost souls with extreme clarity, even though she couldn't hear or see us. I will always remember her with her hand extended, ready to receive the word of God and her brothers and sisters. Maria suffered terribly watching Benedetta's deterioration, but Benedetta reassured her. We must accept the mystery, Maria Gracia. What fills us with anguish is asking ourselves why. The Lord gives us as much suffering as we can bear, not more, not less. Her friend would later testify. I then unexpectedly noticed a great peace enveloped her, as though she felt completely freed from fear and anxiety. In a letter to Nicoletta, Benedetta expressed this freedom and the profound intimacy she felt with Christ. Quote, My days are long and tiring, but at the same time sweet and filled with the light of God. I strive in my exile not to lose my serenity. I recall the shouts of the apostles when Jesus was walking on the water and said, It is I, be not afraid. My mother reads and writes all of my letters. I have nothing to offer my Lord. My hands are empty except for a few crumbs of bread. But even here in my bed, I feel all the tenderness of spring in full bloom. I offer God all the flowers of the world that have blossomed under his sun. I often think of my last hour, and if I am afraid, I will say without shame, I am afraid, Lord, strengthen me. And this ends our segment for today. It's a little bit longer, um, so I'll just quickly conclude by I invite you to think about a friend who has inspired you uh, at some point or another through how they have borne whatever trial, sickness, whatever it is that has happened in their life, of how they've borne it well and have encouraged you on your own journey. And then offer a prayer for them today. Know of my continued prayers for each and every one of you. God bless. See you tomorrow. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
O Lord, grant me the peace of mind so I may face with tranquility everything that this new day will bring. Help me entrust myself fully to your holy will. In every hour of this day, teach me and support me. Whatever news I may receive today, teach me to accept it with serenity and with firm conviction that everything is according to your holy will. In all my words and actions, guide my thoughts and feelings. In all unexpected events, do not let me forget that everything is sent by you. Teach me to deal sincerely and wisely with every member of my family, bringing confusion or sorrow to none. O Lord, grant me strength to endure the weariness of the coming day and bear my part in all its passing events. Guide my will and teach me to pray, to believe, to hope, to endure, to forgive, and to love. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today we continue with our... Uh, journey with uh, Benedetta Beyonce Porto, and we pick up with Little Still Host on the Altar. It was clear that from childhood, Benedetta's faith was a central force at work in her life. Despite her increasingly beleaguered body, she continued to give the deepest part of her heart to the Father. For example, at one point, she had to have her head shaved before an operation. She later recalled how humiliated she felt. Quote, while they were cutting my hair, I felt like a lamb in the hands of the shearer, and I prayed that the Lord would make me strong and small. I suffered so much, and I asked the Lord to make of me a little sheep in his hands. End quote. As soon as she came out of anesthesia for that particular surgery, she touched her face and realized that the doctor had cut a facial nerve, leaving the left half of her face paralyzed. The surgeon was, of course, mortified at the error. But in an extraordinary act of charity, Benedetta simply told him, You did what you could. Take my hand and be at peace. It was something that could happen. You are not the eternal father. There were no lawsuits, no recriminations, only her hand offered in peace. Impressively, Benedetta continued in her studies and completed five years of a six-year medical degree. Occasionally, she sneaked out of the house with her nurse, Anna, a constant companion, in order to take an exam. She would take the test and then sneak back into bed so as to avoid worrying her mother. Benedetta had just one year of school to go when an operation, intended to slow the paralysis of her lower body, only made matters worse. She was no longer able to walk. In 1960, she had to completely give up her studies a tremendous disappointment for one who longed to be active and to serve. But while her loved ones helplessly watched her progressively physical deterioration, they also witnessed her spiritual growth. Cloistered in her room, she rarely showed sadness or discouragement. She wrote in this time, quote, I live everyday life, but how full it seems to me. Life itself seems a miracle to me and I would like to sing a hymn of praise to him who has given it to me." End quote. Her mother gave her a little canary to keep her company, but then worried that Benedetta would see too much of herself in the bird's caged life. Benedetta told her, Mama, I was never as free as I've been since I've been immobilized here. As her sensible world was shrinking, she revealed moments of darkness to a few close confidants. They were quick to rally to her aid. A priest friend wrote to her, You must never feel useless and alone. Your armchair and your bed can become an altar. (music) 
Thanks so much for listening to this special episode of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it. And if you think of someone who could benefit, please make sure to share this podcast with them. In the interim, know of my continued prayers for each of you that you may be given whatever graces you need so that you can do whatever it takes. So together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless.